It's Paige Hadley, and I'm about to take the centre pass with the Armchair Champion. Welcome to the Armchair Champions podcast, your midweek sports fix and barroom banter with your hosts, Captain Crackers, Sheriff Unit and Viper. G'day champions and welcome to another episode of your midweek sports fix. We are the armchair champions. Now champions, a big thank you Jed Drew for coming on from the FC football last week. Um, outstanding chat with Jed. Good to get an insight from a young kid going overseas representing Australia in the under-20s and, and hats off to you mate. We wish you all the best of luck. Um, this week we haven't disappointed either as mentioned last week. We've got Paige Hadley from the New South Wales Swifts, an Australian Diamonds netball player coming on for another catch-up chat. Looking forward to speaking to Paige as she won a gold medal in the Commonwealth Games last year so um, we're going to have a bit of a chat about that and see how she went and her experiences overseas and she just got back from South Africa too so always good with Paige but uh, champions let's introduce the panel for today and uh, this lady just got the call up after um, May went down on the wing on the weekend for the season hey young crackers you, you got the boots on strap wearing to go yep ready to go got my electrical tape yeah yep knees all strapped up wearing nah my knees are good man <laughs> might be old but I got good Knees. We got that step. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another bloke. Let's get him on. Another Penrith fan. Uh, how'd you find the game, Mickey? Uh, a bit, bit happy or a bit? Uh, who gives a shit? It's just a trial, really. Well, uh, you got to have a loss to uh, take out the premiership. And that's our loss for the year, I think. Yeah, I think it happened last year against Parramatta too. It could yeah. have been. Yeah. So well, well, Para. Yeah, Para to win the ones that don't count. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, now let's go on to the next bloke who's just got the call up to go over to the Australian cricket team and teach him how to spin. Um, how you going, Viper? I'm going great, Captain, and wasn't that a debacle? Oh, I'll tell you what, mate. They've, they've introduced a new theme and form of the game. Yeah. Two-and-a-half-day test. Yeah, yeah, two-and-a-half-day yeah. test. And, mate, and we'll, we'll rule it. We're bloody good at it. <laughs> well, not really. We get smashed in two-and-a-half days. <laughs> As you know, I'll be your captain. Let's get this one started. Now, champions, um, as always, uh, please follow the hookups. Please get us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram. We're on Twitter. Follow the website, www.armchairchampions.com.au. Uh, if you're not already following them, we've just gone live with our iTip footy NRL competition for 2023. Get um, on board. Yeah, there's, there's some good numbers there already. 500 cash for the winner. Jersey of your choice for second place and third place, I think, gets a team sponsor kit. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit of fun. And, yeah, uh, congratulations once again to James Hill, who won last year, the big 500K. Uh, he admitted to me just recently, didn't know what the fuck he was K. doing. 500K. Ah, $500, well, dollars, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to boost it up, make it sound big. Who's putting that up, Viper? Viper. up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have Money to bags. sell the Porsche. Yeah, well, both of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, it's a lot of fun. So get involved. I tip footy. Uh, you just got to register. It's free to join. Yep. And let's have a bit of fun. You um, can find the code and the year. password on our socials. Yeah, it's on Instagram. We put it up there on Facebook too. So 100% true there, crackers. Now, uh, thanks to Christy McVeigh Photography. Let's get into some Jordan half moments because I tell you what, there's been a few good Jordans for the week and there's been a couple of halves too. So uh, crackers... Who's your Jordan for the week? Um, I'm going with Novak Djokovic. Um, What's he done now? Oh, he's equaled a record many thought was untouchable. So um, he's he's reached he's tying with Steffi Graf with the most weeks ranked at number one. Oh, I thought you were going to say he got his fifth COVID jab. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, so he spent 377 weeks as number one. 
And yeah, it's, it's he equal. Just, equal he just with regained it, didn't he? Because he, he wasn't number one for a while because of that COVID yeah, thing. Yeah, but it may not be consecutive. It could be. Yeah, ah, yeah. Consecutive. right, right, right. right. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you now. Yeah. But on that, you've got Nadal. I think Rafael Nadal was um, was named. I think it's the, he's had 908 weeks in the top 10. Wow. Since 18 years of age or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're saying it could be coming to an end because of his um, he's going to lose points for not playing because of his injuries. Uh, he's got some dodgy mm. knees, speaking yeah. of knees, yeah. Yeah, he's doing it tough. Well, like you've got, you know – Roger Federer is only 310 and Serena Williams is 319. Oh, yeah, Vipers, and mate. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Martina, how do you say her? Nadalova. Yeah, Nadalova. that's the one. 332. So Ooh. it's a big jump from 332 to 377. True, yeah. So is that number one or top ten? No, Dave's at number one. No, we, oh, yeah, days, weeks, days weeks at, at one, yeah. weeks oh, weeks. in number one. Well, yeah. weeks at number one, sorry. Yeah. Days. All right, very good. We'll see if Miley Cyrus can reach that. She'll come in like a wrecking ball. Oh, well. mm. <laughs> she can buy her own flowers too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mickey, what about you, mate? What's your Jordan for the week? Oh, I was going to give him the St. Helens, but I've, I've gone against that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did it just hurt your soul? It just hurts. It just hurts. Yeah. But they, they did they did play very, very well. They wanted it more than, more than Penrith on the day. But uh, Molly Picklam, she's the surfer who yeah. won the, yeah. uh, her first World Surf League title at Sunset Beach. Yep. So uh, shout out to, to Molly. She's done a really good job and uh, congratulations. We always seem to produce good surfers of females, don't we? Well, we always seem to go right. Well, I'm going to not do this any justice, but, you know, Dane's a big surfer and he was talking about someone that won something the other day and he's from Australia and yeah. his coach grew up with and went to school with Dean yeah. out at Curly. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I'll, I'll um, find out his find name. His name? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the listeners know and then they can. Some, some they local can. Kelly, I can't, can't remember his last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An old bald dude. <laughs> no, it wasn't him, he's not Australian. But they're pretty good, aren't they? Like with Tyler Wright and Steph Gilmore and, yeah, like they're both. Lane Beachley back in the day. Multiple world yeah. champions, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very good. Oh, nice one. All right, Viper, what's your Jordan for the week, mate? My Jordan for the week had to be St Helens. You know, yeah, <laughs> beating Penrith. They uh, they did it right. It, extra time, field goal, and you yeah. only like it because the Roosters is the last team that actually beat them and won it. Yeah, yeah. And won we, it. Well, we, we can beat a Pommy side any day of the week. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you can't beat the Panthers. We can't beat the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, just on that game too, Curtis Hirnan. Shout out to yeah. Curtis. Didn't wow, he have, didn't he have a good game, yeah. And yeah. I think there'll be a few NRL teams now sniffing around him going, he's only 29. Yeah. No, he's got mm, a couple let's bring of him back for maybe two or three years. Three years. Yeah, he's got the quality in him. Yeah. He, well, and that's against the Premiers. Yes. Yeah. Back to back. And he, he, I don't mean to be rude to you, Penrith fans, but fuck, he was good. Yeah, he had classes. <laughs> he, he showed you how to play. Yeah. He was very good. Yeah. What about you, Captain? Um, look, I can't go past the Sydney Kings. Uh, the Kinkies are into their grand final, and um, they look bloody good too. The, the series got a little bit heated there towards the end with the Cairns Taipans. Um, they started to throw a few handbags around, and no punches, just a bit of push and shove. But uh, the Kings just went on with the job, and they were just too good. Um, so one, one step close to getting another title. So Sydney Kings for me, mate. That's a bloody good effort, that's for sure. Yeah, that was a good 2-1 win, Nelson. Mm, yeah, that's right. Um, all right, well, let's get into the half moments, uh, better known as hungover as fuck. Crackers, who acted that way to you? Who was half? Um, well, there was a bit of a, an issue between um, Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley on the NBA broadcast Not on again. Sunday night. Yeah, oh, so, those two. You know, Charles uh, Barkley. Sir Charles. 
Oh. He likes to be called Pardon. Sarah Charles. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, yeah, he was having some mic issues or some equipment issues and um, Shaq said to him, you're drunk. <laughs> and Barkley kept saying, you know, no, it's a microphone, it's a microphone. And uh, then, so apparently there was some audio troubles um, and you, apparently you can hear them in the background and Shaq says something, you know, say something, Chuck, I'll smack you with this microphone right now and Barkley's responding I'll tell you what there ain't enough people to pull me off your ass and Shaq's like don't say another word and Barkley's like another word <laughs> you know? so I just think that's that's so, straight so up stupid high school. Yeah. I know totally yeah. hung over as fuck yeah. and you know the funniest part about it is is they're in a state that's not allowed alcohol or yeah. something oh, like so he's, he's in a dry state saying he's yeah. drunk yeah so. Spring, Springfield <laughs> yeah. it, isn't there a Springfield in every state no I think so um, yeah. but yeah so yeah that's mine for the week. This is too grown up, man. I think I think Barkley is still pissed off that Shaq broke the ring there uh, one time when he, early in his career and brought the ring down when he yeah. dunked it yeah. <laughs> on Barkley. Um, all right, what about you, Mickey? Who was hungover as fuck to you, mate? Who gets the half moment? Oh, I've got a few, but uh, the St. George pair. Oh, Paul Gate. Uh, yeah. I yeah. thought Paul Gate was supposed to keep trouble out. Well... <laughs> Supposed yeah. to stop you from drowning. It, yeah. <laughs> they've been given the green light to go out and have some fun, but they've uh, continued on and and made a bit of a fool of themselves. So tell us about it. I don't know anything about you it. You don't know? No, I haven't. Oh, heard. in Mudgee. Yeah. So they're in there for the charity shield. Obviously, played like busted. Well, they turned up. They turned up. Yeah, yeah. they were well present. I think they were down twenty eight points at halftime. Yeah, yeah. I think they started scoring once South started pulling their players off. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they'll give them the well. <laughs> depends how you take it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Given the green light, sounds like very well. (laughs) (laughs) They were given the green light to go out and have a bit of bit of fun Uh, before the game. After, after, after. after. Well, that explained the twenty-eight nil before the game. (laughs) Maybe it was before the game, but after the game, and uh, yeah, uh, there were two that sort of kicked on, and a bit of a blue or bit of a bit of a Barney. Yeah, at the hotel. Apparently, no punches thrown, but plenty of wrestling. Well, a lot of wrestling. Yeah, heated, yeah. heated exchange. I think is the uh, oh. the word probably alleg- allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Quote, end quote. So yeah, for you don't see the top four teams in in this sort of debacle, if that's the word for no. it. So yeah, you know, they're, they're a team that needs to. Well, that's a bit disappointing because um, I normally have a lot of faith in um, Anthony Griffin. Is he, is he still coaching this year? Hook, no, yeah, I don't think there. he knew much about it. Yeah, I think he like, was tucked in bed and uh, these guys decided because we got the boy in the first week, we're going to have a few brewskis. Well, that's a bit disappointing. You know, it, like we had Ivan here and you listened to him and how mm. regimented Penrith are and we talked last year about how Penrith turned up to the grand final as one on one bus and Parramatta turned up individually yeah, in their cars. Yeah. Like it just shows you the culture that's working and the culture that's not. It's a small sacrifice they've got to pay. Yeah. Well, I heard Woodsy yeah. on Triple M. He was turning around though, and he was quizzed about it. And he said, mate, I was already in bed. He goes, yeah. I didn't witness or hear any of it. Mm. A couple of the others maybe should have done the same. Uh, anyway. Yeah, not a good look for NRL. About to kick off in two weeks' time. And, yeah, we're, we're talking about another brew. Uh, and they're all trying to sweep it under the carpet saying it was nothing. But it's being looked at. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what do you do? Yeah. All right, Viper. Who was half mate? Who was hung over oh. as fuck? Well, i got to go with cricket. And... <laughs> In particular, Alex Carey. Yeah. He, I couldn't believe it when I saw the shot he tried to play. Oh, yeah. 
in a in a five day test match, it was was booked to go for five days. You know, like they thought it would. They don't sell tickets <laughs> for three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone in India bought tickets for anything beyond the third day. <sighs> but you know, for for him to try a reverse sweep in a test match, it it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and, it was a bad look. Oh, it, it it looked like a, a juvenile shot played by a bloke who had no clue. You know, like he, he the, you just can't believe the number of players Australian that got out sweeping in India on a turning pitch where the ball's keeping low. Why are you trying to sweep? And to make it worse, you, you got one idiot trying to reverse sweep. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just it was too dumb for words. Now you got Matthew Hayden coming out saying I'll offer my services for free to the batting squad. Oh, yeah, uh, to try to help you for yeah. barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> you know that um, that was a question in my daughter's year, year three maths yeah. homework yeah. about how uh, what, what's the fraction of that they played yeah. in, days. in days. So I had yeah. to explain to her what happened and yeah. <laughs> work through the question, and yeah, it was three fifths. So. Yeah. <laughs> Less than 60%. That's right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. What about you, Captain? Oh, look, you've got to give it to the uh, Collingwood football player who's been yeah. done once again for doing something absolutely stupid off the field, um, Jack Ginevan, who's yep. uh, got out of the party drugs. And uh, he's been caught. Now, he got in indiscretion last year. I've uh, gotten a little bit of uh, controversy over there last year as well with the Collingwood mm. Football Club. He's well known for taking dives and being a sook on the field and milking penalties. Yep. Free kicks, whatever you want to call them. He had the problem with one of his teammates, uh, Dugowie, last year overseas where he d- decided to, you know, grab the full-time hooter and give it a quick squeeze early. <laughs> um, and you as got, you do. <laughs> and then you had Bailey Smith from the Bulldogs that got done for the same thing that, yeah. you know, Gideon has just been done for. Yep. When's the penny going to drop? I know you're only 20 years of age and people are going, but he's 20 years young and all that, give him a break. Mate, you fucked up last year. You Mm. fucked up again this year. Yep. How many more breaks before the actual football club turn around and say, mate, you're a liability? Mm. Two. He's already got his first warning. Yeah. Well, I think this is a strike too. Yeah. Possibly. And in the AFL you get three and then you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I like it how they've actually named them now. They used to keep it quiet. They used to sweep it on the carpet and go, okay, well, someone got done, but we, we don't have to name them until strike three. Yeah. But yeah. now they've come out because he did it in a fucking public place and there's people watching it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like it, 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 it's just – it's dumber than dumb, you know, when you've got young blokes that know that they can't do it. He's on a lot of money too. Yeah, he's on good money. He, he, you just can't, money. You can't do that sort of shit. But – the club themselves mm. have got to take control. Yeah, yeah. they need to take some responsibility yeah. as well. They, they have to do something like they, they sit him down and say to him, mate, one more di- indiscretion and you're gone. And you're gone. Yeah. I don't care if another club picks yeah. you up, but you're yep. not the culture yeah. of Collingwood Magpies. Well, it, it we, needs, we're sending you out of here. It needs to be something along the lines of AA and have a sponsor or, you know, a, a mindfulness coach or, you know, a a life coach or something like, yeah. is there not someone at these clubs that can support them yeah. and a counselor or, or whatever? Like, well, that's what they're all saying now. They're blaming it on education. I'm sorry, but this education has been getting thrown around for about 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah. The education a, things are yeah. there. You know what you yeah. should and shouldn't be doing when you're a high-profile footballer. There's a decent history there, and it's again, it's it's a small sacrifice for a short period of time. Yeah, you know, just keep your 
keep your nose, keep nose clean. clean. Yeah, literally, your <laughs> nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't get out on the fucking nose beers or shit like that. Nose jokes. <laughs> <laughs> when there's fucking cameras around. That's right. Oh, well, you only need a telephone, don't you? Yeah, well, that's, and that's, yeah. What, well, that's what's happened, apparently. You just don't do it at all. No, just don't do it. Yeah. Hang around. People that don't do it. Yeah, yeah. your I career do. is so yeah. short-lived. You could, you know, snap your tibia tomorrow. Like, yeah. really? Are you, you going to gamble your that? Gone and, yeah. Like, why, why would you gamble that? And the, yeah. nec- the next player that goes into the dunnies and comes out and says, I was sick, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, how dumb do you think No, no one are? actually believes it. Yeah. Uh, we've got to give a special mention to Tiger Woods too. <laughs> um, so Tiger Woods, for those who are living under a rock, um, he, you know, he's playing in a very well-known tournament over there in America, yeah. uh, very prestigious. And he's outdriven his um, his playing partner, Justin Thomas, Thomas yeah. and done it very well. Yep. So he walks down the fairway next to Thomas and slightly tries to hand him a tampon. <laughs> in other words, mate. Tee off on the women's tees next time. Now, he's come under fire from all women's groups and, you know, rightfully so yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But also, I, I think it's funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, you can see you can see what he's thinking, but, you know. Probably take, not a good place to do it. Not wrong, that wrong platform. But, nah, yeah, wrong platform. one step further and, and really think about it. It was a bloody dumb thing to do. Maybe go to hole 19 uh, if you will watch Happy Gilmore, yeah. you know, when the what? sprinklers come on. And maybe give it to him then so he can soak it up. Put it in the but, post. Yeah. Yeah. You get him, get him off with his own camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give him a pink cap. Click and collect. <laughs> now, champions at the start of the show, I did mention that we've got another special guest coming on the podcast this week. And um, I'll tell you what, it's always a pleasure catching up with this young lady because she's bloody good at what she does, but she's done a lot in 2022. And there's a big netball season coming up, especially for the New South Wales Swiss who she plays for. So let's make her feel welcome. Welcome to the Armchair Champions, Paige Hadley. Hey. Hey, hey Paige. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. No, not a problem at all. Now, uh, as I mentioned, 2022, gold medalist. How does that sound? Wow. <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. <laughs> what a bloody awesome feat. What, t- talk to us about the uh, experience over there. Yeah, well, um, yeah, 2022 the Com Games was just unbelievable, to be honest. I think for me personally, I'd obviously never been to a Com Games before. I unfortunately had done my knee in 2014 and then 2018 I wasn't selected. So to finally um, be a part of that team was just unreal. And, uh, like, I can't even describe, like, the opening ceremony was just, like, you wait about three hours in, like, the marshalling area to go out. Three hours? Australia. Yeah, like, oh. they get all the countries in, like, you know, lines of yeah. alphabetical order and in, 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 like, in lines and stuff. And then you get like about a minute to go out there and like do this lap, and like it was just insane. Like it was nothing I've ever done before. But um, yeah, obviously disappointed personally not to be able to actually play the whole tournament with an injury, but um, to be a part of it and you know get that gold medal was just yeah, like it was just unreal. You're lucky it was uh, bloody cold over there, not the weather we got over here. Three hours in a bloody Marshall area, shit. hope you didn't have yeah. a lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where are you keeping the gold medal? Is it at your place or does mum and dad have it in a cabinet or grandma or where is it being uh, Well, stored? it's actually a very funny story. So when we, um, when we got the medal, obviously you put it on your neck and then usually what happens is you get the you know, special box to keep it in um, straight after. But somehow our manager had lost 
cross them um, between uh, in the middle and going home. So my my medal actually stayed on my table for a while in a cookie jar, um, <laughs> you know, kind of keeping something so I wasn't just sitting there. But now it's back in its um, rightful box and it's in one of my um, wardrobes kind of being hidden away, you know, just for me in case, you know, something – Tragic happens in the house, but yeah. um, or in case they end up on yeah. eBay. <laughs> yeah. there, what's going on here, manager? <laughs> I'm glad I said Michael could go at home. Or yeah, so I've still got <laughs> access to it just in case you know when I go to a talk or whatever. I like to bring it out and show everyone's obviously very impressed. It's actually quite heavy, so everyone's actually impressed with the Ooh, gold medal. Nice. So, so are you uh, looking forward to the Olympic Games in 24, or is that too far away for you? Um, yeah, well, so the Olympic Games, oh, hopefully net will be part of the 2032 ones in Brisbane. Um, but at the moment, and unfortunately, that was not in the Olympics, but hopefully that's what we're kind of aiming for is that 2032 in Brisbane. But I can tell you I probably won't be playing still then. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty crappy that it's not in. It's know, bizarre like, that they, yeah. they cut that ball. Yeah, especially yeah. some of the other sports that you see on there, like Greco-Roman wrestling. I mean, yeah, what's that? Breakdancing, break <laughs> skateboarding. I mean, Dad said, just get the lube out and get the bloody, you know, jelly wrestling happening. That's all that is. <laughs> Nepal should be there. <laughs> I agree, I agree. Now, you've just got back again from being overseas with the Diamonds. Um, another good experience over there. Talk to us about yeah, that one. We, yeah, we just got back from um, Cape Town in South Africa. Um, yeah. We played in the court series over there. and um, Yeah, another awesome experience. I think, you know, like it was hard netball we played against South Africa, England, New Zealand and played New Zealand in the final and it was such a close game. Yeah. Um, and it's probably it's our last international before the World Cup in July. So it um, was a huge stepping stone kind of to get combinations and to see what teams are going to put out there before kind of yeah. July, before we head into the Suncorps of Netball and worry about, you know, domestic rather than international. But, yeah, unreal. Um, I've been to South Africa in Durban once but never to Cape Town. So yeah, it was nice. a pretty cool experience. And, um, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be back there in, in July. It looked like your girls had a good time over there. I mean, a lot of the things that we saw on Instagram was like you was doing a shoot for a swimsuit model or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone just thinks it's a big holiday and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Where's the drinks? A <laughs> uh, bit of controversy in the last one with New Zealand with that goal. Um, what was going through your head when you saw that? You thought, oh, shit, lucky we don't have uh, replays or something? Or <laughs> in the bunker? Yeah, yeah it was that- a bit weird, wasn't it? It was, it was very, to be honest, like in the moment, I obviously I saw the goal go through. So I assented, just took the ball, went to run back to the centre pass. Mm-hmm. And then obviously everyone, everything has stopped. And you know, looking back, I just, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think that, you know, in the modern game, we had a toss up at the international level where it hasn't been involved in years. Yeah. Um, and I just thought they were, the umpires were discussing if someone was going to be sent off. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, oh, it's been, you know, it's been, so they've been tussled under the post there. I'm, oh, someone's going to get sent off here. What's going to happen? Uh, and then next minute we're doing a toss-up. And I'm like, oh, God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> is that something that you you do any kind of training for? No. Like, I remember growing up, like, that you always practice your toss-ups at yes. training, you know. Yeah. You get in pairs and you'd... Oh, you broke, you toss up, go again. And then never, like we never practiced toss-ups because in the, you know, I can't even tell you the last time yeah. that a toss-up had been kind of in the game that we played. It'd be juniors, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> like we, we, we joke with Sarah that she's gone down histories, you know, the first top toss-up in. <laughs> toss-up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell her that she's a toss-up. <laughs> oh, Paige, talking about game day stuff, um, do you have any superstitions? Oh, I, I used to be like 
pretty superstitious. I used to, you know, um, you know what bra do I wear or what, what's my lucky <laughs> socks or, you know, all those sort of things. But um, in the last kind of few years, I've been doing some stuff with like a mindfulness coach and oh, yeah. she kind of told me how ridiculous I sound, you know, if we lose because it's based on, you know, what bra I wore that day. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that, that's pretty true. Like, you know, it's not about the bra, is it? It's all the shoes, all the socks. So, uh, um, yeah, so now I'm pretty I'm pretty easy going before game day. Now, you know, I obviously know it's, it's about what I do out there, not what I'm wearing or what I do beforehand. Yeah. What, what about a, a pump-up song on the way down to the game? Oh, good question. I feel like everyone asks, you know, what's your favourite song, but I honestly have no, like, tasting music. Like, I'm just like, I I never get the, you know, control of the music from the team because it's like, <laughs> that, you know, they have all their, you know, crazy songs and some people into country and some people into rap and R&B, but, um, oh, I don't really have one song, but I feel like... Yeah, Aussies, it's always Sophie Garvin or Cara Conan is the music guru. And then at Swift, it's always Taylor Fraser or uh, Sarah Clow who are on the music duties. Yeah. And they've got pretty good taste. Team, team DJs. Yeah. And do, yeah, they, yeah. do they carry around a boombox like Lou I? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, we actually went to um, we're at Com Games. We Here we've turned up with our, you know, our little JBL, little, you know, handheld <laughs> yeah. speaker. And then, yeah. <laughs> and, and then the Welsh team turn up and they have this boombox on, like, on wheels and when we're playing them, we're like, let's just turn ours off and we'll yeah. just listen to whatever they're listening to. Yeah, how embarrassing. Because we were just pumping through the change room. <laughs> Now, the, um, the season's about to start for the New South Wales Swifts. Um, how is preparations going for you girls? And uh, new additions to your team, how are they looking? Yeah, well, to be honest, like, I think preparations have been really tough for us in terms of, um, you know, I think the last kind of week is the only time or week and a half we've actually had all players together. We've had, obviously, international duties pretty much all of Jan. Um, so, you know, Helen, me and Sarah are away. And then um, in December, we were missing, you know, Romelda, who is our newest kind of training partner, but hopefully we'll step in for until Sam Wallace comes back. And then, obviously, we've had injuries. So, we've had a few girls out kind of during that pre-season tournament who were slowly coming back into it. So, um, yeah, it's been a bit disrupted, but um, you know, obviously this next month is pretty critical in terms yeah. of preseason games. We've got Team Girls Cup um, over the weekend, so Ooh. we've got that coming up, and then we've got a, a fan day in in um, the start of March against the Collingwood Magpies, so we'll have another game against them. So we've got a bit to look forward to in terms of, you know, solidifying combinations and all those sort of things. But, yeah, a few new recruits. Um, most of our 10 is the same, but um, with Sammy Wallace still on the rehab um, train, so Ramilda, Aiken George, who who, you know, was a legend as a Firebirds has come over um, as a training partner yeah. in a training partner capacity, but, you know, he's looking to kind of play until, you know, Sammy Wallace is fully fit and ready to go. So, um, yeah, look, exciting to have her. He's got a beautiful baby who's six months now, but, um, yeah, so she's probably the biggest addition to our team and her little baby, Gianna, or little Gigi, we call her. Um, so, yeah, very exciting. And, yeah, I can't wait to see what we can do. Obviously, last year was disappointing for us not making the finals yeah. so you know i can't wait to see you know with sammy back and Romelda, and then obviously with Soph having a year under her belt as well as what we can do as a, as a club going forward maybe with collingwood when you go down to play i'll give you a little bit of advice quickly <laughs> maybe don't go partying with them afterwards <laughs> i've seen what happens there it's not good it doesn't end well yeah. <laughs> haven't got a good record no <laughs> so uh, Paige, we we always gamble responsibly here on the the armchair champions. And well, we do, you don't. <laughs> oh, well, we tell we tell our listeners too. Yeah, we we do the right thing. Um, 
Yeah, what what can we expect from the uh, Swifts this year? Are they uh, are they a chance of winning the premiership? Bloody if they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think um, the, the crazy thing from last year was we actually didn't make the top four. But in terms of, like, if you look at, you know, if you're a stat man or a stat person, all our stats in terms of, I think everything was higher than the year we won it the year before. Yep. It was literally just our shooting percentage. That was obviously we didn't have a big target in Sammy. We had a more of a moving circle um, last year, which is which was great in terms of having versatility. But in terms of all our stats all over the court, it was actually ridiculous how much they were better than the year we won the premiership. So, you know, I think we can produce those sort of stats. But with, you know, someone like a Ramelda or a Sammy back, you know, it's scary to think what we can achieve together. Yeah, bloody oath. So, so what you're saying is you, you think you're a good thing, and but we should tell our listeners to gamble responsibly. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not promoting gambling here. Yeah. <laughs> Besides yourselves, then, what is another team to look out for? Is it uh, the reigning premiers or another team that might slip on the radar this year who's recruited well? Yeah, who else will yeah, make uh, the grand final? I feel like it's a cliche as I think every team, honestly, like I feel like, yeah, either teams have kept their same 10, which obviously only means more time together or they've, you know, recruited well. But I think two that really come to mind, I think, are obviously the reigning premiers. I think, yep. um, you know, they've kept pretty much everyone the same. Um, they were they won the grand final by, you know, 15-plus goals. Yeah, um, You know, Janiel again, five-time, you know, um, Suncorp submitted player of the year. So going to be hard to beat. Um, but I think the Thunderbirds, um, you know, will have been disappointed the last few years not making finals. Um, they haven't won the premiership, you know, in 10 years now. So um, I think they will be a dark horse. I think they have recruited Eleanor Cardwell from the English Roses. Um, and they've obviously got the best defensive team on paper um, stat-wise in terms of um, Shamira Sterling and Latanya Wilson. So I think they will be the ones that, you know, if they don't in the top four, it would be very disappointing. I think they've actually got the team to probably go into that top four this year. Yeah. I'd really like to see just for one time when you play the Thunderbirds, you go out like the old TV show and Thunderbird Dark oh, and just take the piss out of them. Get under their skin. You know? Hey, brain, where are you? You know? Just see if they can take a joke. Now, speaking of that, um, a good mate of yours, Kira Austin, uh, got engaged in the off season. Yes, and, um, she, she's yeah. actually my yeah, she's actually my roommate in um, Cape Town just I recently. Saw that. Yeah, have you got a good Kira Austin story for us? Was she behaving herself? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, she was or behaving herself. Well, she was. Is she the prankster? Uh, no, she's not the prankster. She's actually just like, oh, she's probably gonna kill me for saying this, but <laughs> she's just like one of those people that. You have to repeat yourself about three times before it's actually processed <laughs> what you said. Yeah. And so I didn't really realise until I roomed with her and I'm like, I've told you the same thing about three times every day. And she's like, oh, sorry, if I'm not looking at you or like fully engaged with you, I can't hear you. Yeah, it's I'm like, deafness. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ADHD. you're only, like, yeah. you're only 26 or 27. I was like, yeah, how yeah. can you be deaf already? But yeah, she's, um, nah, she's a legend. I loved rooming with her and we're actually born on the same day. So I feel like oh, we're really? very... Yeah, just only only a few years apart, just a few years <laughs> older than her. Um, but yeah, no, she's got engaged, so yeah, she'll she'll probably be married before I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure yours will come soon. Hey, um, now, one of the boys on the podcast here, Sheriff, um, he's over at the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, touring the facilities and all that sort of stuff. And now he talks a main game. Now he told us before he left, he goes, "I'm going to do a training session with Paige Hadley before I leave." We said, oh, okay. Now, this was a couple of Thursdays ago. He goes, make sure you bring it up because she'll remember me for sure. 
Yeah. And I said, mate, she's only going to remember you because if you wear that stupid skin-tight netball outfit that you wear here every <laughs> podcast, she's going to get nightmares over it. Just wear the pleated skirt. What did you turn up in? Well, I am really sorry to disappoint you guys, but the day that we were going to do the session, I think it was a Thursday afternoon, and it was pouring oh, that day. So it didn't happen. So it didn't happen. So I think it is, it is rescheduled for when he's home after he comes back from the States. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately it hasn't happened at the moment. <laughs> well, well when you see him, ask him, if he a cowboy? Because okay. uh, he's, he's just bought himself a pair of dirty big cowboy boots. His nickname's a sheriff. Yeah, his, his nickname's a sheriff, and he's just toured the Cowboys football facility today. And he's got some pretty good photos of him in the cheerleaders' dressing rooms. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a deviant. He's a dead set deviant. Yeah. Don't worry about him. Yeah, I can't wait to see these photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah they'll all be on. Oh, I think they, oh, they're not. They might only be on um, a family feed. Family chat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say family fans or something. It's a deep dark yeah, web. But, I thought you were going to say uh, they'll, they'll be out on Facebook shortly. What's, oh, what sort of drills do you have planned for Sheriff? Have we, have we got anything like the beep test and just drill him to the ground or? Is it more um, netball skills? He's the, he, he'll well, be bring, bring the drinks out. That's what it is. <laughs> the water boy. <laughs> he's a water boy. He dribbles like one. Well, well, he's asked for um, more tips, and I think he's going to bring his kids to come along and um, join yeah. in on the session. So we'll see what he wants to do. But I'm sure I can um, make it worth his while. So he comes to comes back to you guys and talks about it. Well, he still thinks GS stands for great shooter. I said, well, mate, you wear GK, that means great knob. So you got to settle down, mate. But he, he fancies himself at making the uh, over-35s netball side, you know, like he's about 41 or something and uh, he, he wants to play state netball now. He's only so. 41. Yeah. She yeah. looks about 48. He, 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 reckons, <laughs> he reckons he can he's make it into the me. state netball squad. <laughs> Yeah, well, he said he, he said he has been going to um, extra trainings on, I think it was a Wednesday, and doing extras to try and make the, the squad or whatever. So I'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, well, is this go. a male squad or a mixed squad? No, he plays mixed. Mixed. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, uh, give him a workout. He gets right into it. He, yeah, he puts his wristbands on and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I hope he doesn't put a hip out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, moving forward, um, five years from now, four years from now, where does Paige Hadley want to be? Oh, God, great question. Um, I think five years will, yeah, I'll definitely have hung up the netball dress. Um, I would definitely still like to be involved um, in the club. Yep. Um, and obviously, you know, I think it's one of those things when you're 21 and 22 and you come out to the scene, you kind of think it's never going to, that end point would never come. But then yeah. as you get closer, you're like, holy crap, I've actually got to start thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me, it would definitely be in that five-year mark, you know, having a family, um, being kind of in the well-being kind of space of the club in terms of helping kind of that next generation yep, come, um, through. come through yep. and, you know, work out life in terms of, you know, uni and school and netball and, you know, because unfortunately netball is not at the point where, you know, once you get the contract, you've got your life set and you can, you know, pay your wage and live in Sydney and all those sort of things. Yeah. Um, I'd like to do stuff with Fox in terms of commentary. I going to ask that. Yeah, you've done um, a bit with Fox. Are you going to yeah. be doing that? Yeah, I absolutely loved it, um, doing stuff with them. So definitely enjoy going down that path as well. And I've also kind of – I do a lot of coaching on the side um, now with young kids. So that potentially, you know, turning that into something more than just, you know, what I do is kind of like a side 
bit uh, playing netball because I actually really enjoy you know, having regular contact with young kids that want to get better and seeing them make teams and state teams and yeah, um, sure. rep teams. So, yeah, I think for me it'd be, yeah, definitely still involved in the sport in some capacity, but just, um, yeah, not probably the playing capacity in five years, unfortunately. See, look what we've done for you. You've been on here a few years now and we've turned you into a podcaster, we've turned you into a Foxtel presenter. Like, you know, the training you've, <laughs> you know, you've got from us. The pathways. It's so, so the pathways I, 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 I know you guys really everything, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, now, Captain, I, I want to ask something mm-hmm. and we, we'll cut this if you don't like it. Oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just tell us if you don't like it and we'll, we'll chop it out. But... You know, how, how do you uh, how do you feel about the sponsorship in netball? The situation, you know, how does that sit with you? Yeah, I think um, in terms of like the Pacific, you know, saga that kind of happened at the end of last year, I think it was, you know, really disappointing in terms of. You know, obviously, we as a sport and as athletes need all the funding and all the sponsorship we can to be able to boost this this sport. Um, you know, I look at from you know someone that's been in this kind of pathway in this program for so long. I look at you know someone like a AFLW and yeah. um, an NRLW, and I'm like, holy crap! Like their their salary cap in 2027, I think it is, is going to be worth 1.5 million, okay. um, mm. which is going to be you know nearly double what ours is for yeah. a sport that's been the top female sport for so long. So in a long time, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, being a part of that, yes, the, you know, I remember my first contract was – I think it was like $11,500 I signed on for when, mm. you know, it was six-month contract. So the game has come a long way, but there yep. is still a long way to go. And that's why as a sport and as athletes, we know that we need that. I think in terms of what happened last year, in terms of um, Danelle and, and that, I think, you know, sports sports not just sport. I think, you know, is a driver of so many socioeconomic, you know, political parties, all those sort of things that is a part of it. And, you know, the diamonds and for what we stand for is all about that inclusivity and making sure that, you know, whoever becomes a diamond, no matter where you come from or what you believe in, you do have a space to be able to be you. And I think that's what how you are to be able to perform and that's what we represent. So it was disappointing, I guess, in terms of, one, how it all unfolded because that's not – it's not how we want it to unfold. Yeah. Um, and two, obviously losing that sponsorship in terms of providing for the diamonds program and for the pathways to become a diamond. So, yeah, I think in terms of what we stand for, it's really clear in terms of the sport and w- where we see ourselves going. But, you know, the sport does have a long way to go. And I think, you know, unfortunately we don't have the male counterparts in terms of, you know, the, the AFL men's and the NRL men's, you know, they obviously bring a lot of money as yeah, well for, yeah, for TVs and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it is disappointing, but the sport needs to find a way if we want to be able to compete with those sports because, you know, I look at, you know, if I was, you know, if I was 20 years younger and I was just starting out playing, what would be the opportunities? You look at the um, cricket, you know, the the IPL in, you know, overseas now for them and to you know, yeah. earn, you know, half a million dollars in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's um, huge. You know, so yes, you have to be the best of the best, but you know that's, we are the best of the best in our yeah, league yeah, sure. in netball. But yet we're so far off kind of the mark in terms of making this, you know, full time career. So um, yeah, well obviously said. disappointed. Yeah, obviously disappointed in that. But um, you know, as, as athletes, we want to continue to push and, and see where we can take this game. And obviously, any all the sponsorship we're going to obviously we want to be able to promote. You know, we're grateful for Fox and KO and everyone that you know kind of promotes the game and gets people there. Because you know, you look at our 
our game in terms of bombs on seats. Mm. The Swifts last year smashed it, like yeah. nearly nearly full stadiums every week. So people, are, you know, there's a, there's a keen. You know, people want to be there, and that's going to ten thousand every game. But it's obviously t- re- turning that into revenue, into sponsorship, and then obviously continue to grow the game. So, but I, I do understand, like you know, when you look at the AFL list, you've got 30, 40 people having opportunity in a netball list. There's ten of us on yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really great answer. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Because you know, when you look at it, the the uh, Swifts, the Diamonds in particular. At, at just top of the tree, mm-hmm. you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're number one in the world, and yeah. and that that should bring sponsorship and big big sponsorship, and it should put the team in the spotlight. Yeah, absolutely. But it should be paid appropriately. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, you know, the NRLW and the AFLW. I know at the moment a lot of the NRLW women still have to have a day job. Uh, is that the same in Nepal? Do most girls still have a day job or are they able to live off of their contracts? Yeah, I like to kind of describe it as like, um, so a lot of, so probably I would say half and half in every team. So obviously mm-hmm. the salary cap. Um, so the top four, probably four or five can probably live comfortably off their um, salary, but the yeah. bottom five will obviously go to uni or go to work. But in terms of even me, like I've obviously played for Australia, um, but I'm from Sydney, so I have a mortgage in Sydney. Yeah. Um, so I still work as well. Mm. Um, but in terms, I like to think of it like it's not money that you can like kind of set yourself up for yeah. like future. It's like it's all right money that, that you could live on, you know, year to year. But in terms of like, you know, setting yourself up for Longevity after netball, that. Mm. it's just not, you just can't yes. you know, do that. Where you look at, you know, a young AFL person coming in on 75K and then going up from there every year. Yeah. You know, can invest, can can buy something, can set themselves up in terms of setting their life up. But for netball, it's not like that. I think their minimum salary is like 40000 um, yeah, You know, and some, one of our girls is probably on that and she's moving interstate. So think about, you know, she's moving yeah. to state, doesn't have family support here. You know, has to rent. Yeah. Um, you know, doesn't doesn't go very far. No, not at all. We all thought that was part of the deal with uh, with Melbourne that you still had to move to Melbourne. <laughs> you know, we all thought that was it. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what I'd rather do. New job. <laughs> so, you, so Paige, you mentioned um, inclusivity before. Um, so the Queensland Firebirds have um, brought out an inclusive uniform. Um, do the Swifts have any plans to do anything like that? And how do you feel about it? Yeah, yeah, so, so interesting. I think Netball New South Wales is one of the or was the first um, association or you know, Netball State to actually provide, um, you know, all those grassroots netballs with the opportunity to, you know, I went out there this year on Saturdays and, you know, you had young girls wearing long sleeves and dresses and skirts and, you know, whatever they kind of felt comfortable in. And I think it, I honestly think it's a great issue. In terms of Swifts, it ha- has actually been spoken about. Um, to be honest, I think majority of the girls would probably – still pick a dress based mm-hmm. on comfort, based on, you know, being able to play. But I actually think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea by, um, you know, Valor, who's also a sponsor of, of the Swifts in terms of uniform suppliers. Um, but I think it's a great idea by um, Fibers to be able to showcase it at that level yeah. um, and show that, you know, it, it's not about, you know, what, what you wear, um, you know, we shouldn't be judged on, you know, I think a lot of pro-sexism, you know, that has been put towards netball in terms of, oh, it's all about short skirts and yep. that's what we do. But the game is so much more athletic, so much more powerful, so, it's just so much more than just that and how we look. So, you know, I think it's I think it's great for the sport, to be honest, and to be able to have five yeah. birds kind of showcase that this weekend at, at Team Girls Cup. 
um, is also an issue from them. And I think it's, you know, hopefully that will trickle down in terms of, you know, we want at the moment netball is the number one play female sport. Um, and we want to continue that, you know, no matter, you know, what gender or kind of, you know, what religion you come from or whatever it is that, you know, you do feel comfortable being able to play netball and be out there kind of every Saturday in, in what you wear. And, you know, some mornings you think about Melbourne, you know, young kids in Melbourne that are playing in, you know, minus something mm, degrees, yeah, yeah. you know, to be able to wear a long sleeve or whatever it is to feel comfortable. And, you know, I think it's a great initiative. So, yeah, very well done by the Fibers to be able to promote that, um, I guess, the Teen Girls Cup. I think it's good because, I mean, you talk about sexism and, and uniforms and things like that and, and people going, oh, you wear short skirts. Like, have you seen beach volleyball? Have you seen the swimmers? Like, yeah. like fair, fair <laughs> go. Come on. Yeah. You know, I've like, got to give you guys a bit of a Some break. Some of the AFL teams wear um, short skirts too. No, yeah. just joking. Well, Cheryl still wears one. <laughs> but um, Now, you, you talked about that before, um, about the income and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Maddie Proud, is there another book coming out? Uh-huh. Is there another little well, side project? And did, did you all get one for Christmas? <laughs> Well, well, she did joke about that for the Chris Kringle for the Secret Santa that she was going to throw a book in, but she, nobody would actually want to steal it because we did the stealing one where you could steal it and he liked it. And she's like, oh, I don't want to open and then not steal it. So she went, went back on that. But so she's got two books out now, obviously Grace on court and then Grace back on court. So that one's yeah. just dropped. Um, I, I know she has been writing a piece that's something a little bit different. Uh, I'm not sure if that will become an actual book, but I know she's always got her creative juices um, flowing. She's always into something, but um, yeah, I don't know if it's actually, I don't know if it's going to be Grace 3. I don't think she's actually started it or look out from her head just yet. Well, I've got one for you because I think you should bring one out yourself and, and the young kids will love it. I think they, you know, you should bring one out called Turn the Page with Hadley. Oh, good name. <laughs> oh, yeah, I reckon yeah. that'll tell, you know. I like that. I like yeah. that one. That, that could have been her catchphrase. Yeah, at Turn the, the Page beginning. with Hadley. Oh, we always joke about that, yeah, all the, the stuff that you go through that people wouldn't know, you should just write a book on it because, you know, the selections, the injuries, the you know, what you kind of sure. go through week to week and you just, mm. you know, I guess as I said, like you look at you know, social media and you think, oh, you go away overseas and you know, you're lying by the pool, how great. But oh, all yeah. the kind of goes <laughs> yeah. on, you know, behind that oh, thing. Trust me, I enjoyed the picture. So. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Those that control the image control the message, you know, yeah. like and that's, I guess – that's why we ask such random yeah. questions sometimes too because, you know, it might be an unconscious behaviour for you, but for us we have absolutely no, no idea, idea what yeah. you go through. And I think it's one of those things that, like, even with social media, I think, oh, you know, you, you always think, that, oh, is that boring or should I share that? Or, you know, we always go, you always go double-check what you're yeah. sharing up, these yeah. days in terms of taking things out of context or whatever it is. And it's one of those things where you think, for, for me, it's something that's so mundane or, you know, so in everyday life and people think, oh, my God, that's so cool. And you're like, oh, wow, you just don't know what people actually are interested in knowing or seeing or hearing because in your life it's kind of that mundane, you know, what you do every day kind of thing. Yeah, yeah but I think every everything's going to reach a certain percentage of people do you know what i mean but i do understand yeah. the the vulnerability that you 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 know put forward mm. yeah and yeah. then the criticism that you would get as well would be difficult to manage yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I know your time is precious, Paige. And once again, we always enjoy having a chat with you and we love catching up with you. Um, good luck with the season this year coming up for the uh, New South Wales Swiss. I think, yeah, you guys will be good. You'll be back in the semifinals. As I said, you, you've got a bloody good recruitment drive happening there. And um, so I think it'll be a matter of time before that rolls around again for you girls. And, and good luck with the Diamonds. You, you seem to uh, have your spot there now. So um, it's always good every time the, the team comes out, you know, your name's there and it's in the mix. So hats off to you. You've had a bloody good last two years, I reckon, and uh, congratulations.
congratulations on your achievement so far. Once again, thank you very much, Paige Hadley. Thanks, Paige. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Paige. Thanks, Paige. All right, now thanks to Stan and Taylor Real Estate. Let's talk quickly a little bit of NRL. As we mentioned, the Charity Shield was on, the World Cup Challenge was on. Uh, some results didn't go the way they should for the Penny Panthers. Uh, we've lost a player, Tyler May is out for the season, ruptured his ACL, gone. Uh, for me, as soon as the weather changed, the storm came over. I thought, fuck, Penrith are in trouble here. We're mm. going straight into the St. Helens' game plan, which they're used to the wet, they're used to the rain, and it came down by about 15 degrees. It wasn't so humid, um, and they played well. Penrith just didn't sort of turn up, and I think maybe against Parramatta last week, maybe they should have thrown a few extra players out there just to get the cobwebs out. Maybe not Cleary and all that sort of thing, because I, I actually thought Cleary was one of the best. I thought there were a few quiet ones there, like Luai. Um, look, there was a couple of other players out there. Like I even thought Ty was quiet besides a try. They didn't go to him enough. Um, you know, it was just sort of like Fisher-Harris was a bit quiet too. It Cry- seemed, had a shocker. Yeah, Crichton. I, I don't know about this full-back gig with the Bulldogs. I, I think you've paid for a very expensive centre. Yep. Um, but anyway, what do you do? You know, it, it is only a trial, even though it's a – a troll, it's also the World Club Challenge. Mm. So we spoke to Ivan. Ivan said it, they were up for this one. They did want to win it because mm. they've never won one before. Yep. What do you guys think of the game? I couldn't believe. The one thing I couldn't believe was that St Helens played the full 80 minutes. Like they didn't fold up their tent early and go home. You know, like they really – they were in the game the whole way. They've come a long way. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They've invested a lot. Yep. And yep. so their fans, does it – as a heap of the fans in the on the beer reel too. Oh, well, James Graham was in tears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like they they really they played like an NRL side and a top NRL side. You know, like they didn't play like you know the West Tigers last year or <laughs> you know, somebody the Bulldogs. You know that um, you know were down the bottom half of the table. They played like a top side for the full eighty minutes and, and then in extra time. Yeah. So, well, I think if um, any any other NRL team watched that game, they've uh, they've seen how to beat Penrith. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, there's passes with Penrith that weren't hitting the mark. I don't think that was part of um, yeah you know, ring rust. I think that was part of the uh, St Helens line speed and their defence. Yeah, they caused most of that stuff. So yeah, they played they played really really well. And for Penrith fans out there, a lot of them are blaming oh, they're offside the whole time and all that sort of stuff. You're going to get that week in week out. Yeah, stop whinging about that and maybe look at you're right the plays they put on. We're very good, and they caught the penalty players out. Yeah, a lot of offloads too. You know, like you, you weren't expecting probably to see that so early in the season. Yeah, mm. they were very good at offloading. The service from dummy half from Roby. Yeah, you know, thirty-seven good. years of age, 20, 20th season, or whatever, five hundred something games or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Looked like he was twenty years old. Yeah, it was good. And uh, the thing that I think let us down: if you put Dylan Edwards in that side, they win. Yes. Yeah. There was no yeah. urgency from fullback running the ball back. No, there wasn't. No. Um, I, I know Crichton did the kick at the end that got in the second try, and it was a very lucky one because mm. the bloke dropped it. But yep. there, there's a lot of mistakes in that game too. You put Crichton back in the centres, I think it's a completely different game. Edwards at the back, Penrith yep. probably win. Yeah, Crichton's got a lot of maturing to do, and oh, <laughs> I think when he goes to the Bulldogs, you'll be getting him at um, at a very mature age where he's, he's probably got all their mistakes out of his game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's better at centre. He's definitely better at centre at the moment. He might he might mature into a fullback um, well, in a couple of years. He wants to play fullback. He's getting fullback money. Yeah. So yeah. something's got to happen quickly. And I can't see Penrith giving him too many gigs at fullback. 
No. No, no. So he's no, not going to get Edwards. much experience there in the meantime. No. Not unless Edwards is out. But if you're paying, yeah, you're paying fullback money, you expect fullback um, quality. That's right. Well, if you were Gus Gould, you'd be looking and thinking, oh, shit, have we paid him too much? Yeah, but yeah. we said that about Latrell and Latrell stepped up. Uh, yeah, not really. Well, he's inconsistent. Yeah. But – well, he's inconsistent getting on the field. On the field, yeah. <laughs> but you know, when he like we all we all thought he was too fat, he was too slow, he was too lazy. Um, but he he managed, you know. So maybe Crichton going under Seraldo will gel, and you know, you've got totally different players. Who knows? We'll see. A lot I of have all were faith saying, for um, you, Mitch Captain. Kenny too. Oh, I'm glad you do. <laughs> A lot of people say Mitch Kenny was another problem too. Uh, they missed Happy. I don't rate Mitch Kenny. And and they say that was a big big difference too. A- Appy's a big loss. Appy's mm. a massive loss. Massive mm. loss. He did a lot of work and gave Cleary and Yo and and Luai more time. And pretty you, you pretty funny with the Tigers now. They've thrown them in front of the captain. Captain since they had him after his legend <laughs> of the grand final. Say that. <laughs> That's all forgotten, I think. <laughs> well, it's got to be now. I'm your captain. <laughs> <laughs> one one other funny thing we've got to mention about the uh, the game at the Penrith Park. Um, I was watching it on TV at home. And they delayed the halftime kickoff uh, because of the electrical storm. Mm. And we thought, oh, shit, how long is this going to go for? Yeah, yeah. But every fucking numbnut in the crowd still had their umbrellas up. Yeah. So yeah. what was going on there? There was no nothing going around the crowd saying, uh, can you put your umbrellas put your down? Umbrellas. Yeah, well, they're not paying them yeah. a, a lucrative salary. No, I understand that. But <laughs> yeah. I'm H&S. Like, don't worry about zapping a player. Yeah. If you kill someone in the crowd. Well, it's a cheaper yeah. halftime show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a lot of fireworks. Yeah, you don't need fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Be definitely uh, better than Ray Ray's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, um, the other game that we've got to talk about, I suppose, um, the Bulldogs look. We, we talked about them before. The Sharks look very good. As soon as um, Kikau went off with a bit of a head knock, yep. sharks, uh, the Sharks just ran all over him. Bulldogs fell apart. And He's uh, got a bit of a problem now, Serraldo. And, and I think, too, you've got to mention Manly. Like, Looking red off. They off-off. tore the Roosters apart in uh, you know, early early season. Mm. but Seabold has Se- to prove himself. Se- well, Seabold isn't under the pressure that Anthony Griffin might be under, no. I reckon. And he's got two good coaches underneath him in Flanagan yeah, and um, uh, Jimmy Dimmick. So he's got two blokes there that know what they're doing and Flanagan's won a comp. Mm. Um, So anyway, we'll see what happens there at Manly. Yep. Tommy T's still got to come back. So they're doing this without Tommy T as well. So yeah, that's not a bad feat. They reckon he's going to be right for game one, isn't he? Yeah, then he'll miss about eight. He'll do his hamstring again. Oh, yeah. Let's die straight there. All right, champion. Thanks to Bottoms Up New South Wales. Let's wrap it up. Um, once again, a very big thank you to Paige Halley for the New South Wales Swifts and Australian Diamonds. Outstanding chat with Paige as always. Um, champions, as mentioned before, please join the footy tipping comp. I tip footy. Look it up. .com.au, I think it's itipfooty.com.au, it something like that. Yep. But it's all on our socials anyway. Get on Facebook, get it's on Instagram. Free. free to enter. And it's not 500 k it's $500. Uh, but, you know, it, it's worth it. Free money. Get in, get involved, and get your mates to get on too. They don't mind it at all. Next week we'll have another big guest coming on, so um, look forward to that one. But as always, champions, please keep your balls between the lines. Bye. Bye. See ya.